This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbossa. Season premiere! The writer's strike is over, and we can finally get back to our fall lineups of all the pabulum that we know and love to get us through a fall week here in the world. And most importantly, here in the Sausage Huts. The world burns, and none of y'all seem to give a fuck. And at the same time, those of you that do give a fuck seem to be doing a couple of the right goddamn thing, baby. Congratulations going out to my home state of Ohio. Something I never thought those dipshits would do in my lifetime. Legalized weed, baby. Now, now y'all won't have to drive up to Michigan to get it. Unless, of course, the prices are better. One thing I don't want to hear, and I'm sure it's going to be coming down the pike, is complaining about the prices. I mean, if you're going to complain about the, the price of legal weed, get the fuck out. You're going to have to pay a little bit more, or you just want to keep buying it on the black market, as it were. Go ahead. Some people say that the black market thrives even in legal weed states. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't care. But Ohio. Breaking the chains. Of theocratic fascism. One step at a time. But they took two steps yesterday. Fuck all you anti-abortion fascists claiming to want freedom it will be your downfall (laughs) and you're too stupid to realize it so keep pretending that a medieval book of fairy tales is the only way to live your life as we continue to see all over the world religion is the root of all evil from the dairy lands to the fucking holy lands everybody's arguing over their made up imaginary friend and this horseshit has been going on for thousands of years we're peering out 13 billion years back into space with technology and science And you motherfuckers are arguing over who's got the better imaginary friend. Shame upon you.
You're losing the holy war. <laughs> the secular world is winning out and science is winning out. Until some motherfucker gets elected and, they also, and he starts throwing us into jail because we hate him. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. What's the point? Welcome back. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter. And I'll never call it anything but Twitter. As I wait for something better to come along for that cesspool... Johnny Kobasa rocks on Instagram. I've done anything new in over a year. I keep I keep working on a video and never putting it up. But I'm gonna next week. Johnny Kobasa rocks. I was gonna try to get a new website for the new season. Didn't happen. <laughs> Lots of things don't happen in the hut. But I'm happy to be back. Kinda, not really, but something pulls me forth. Maybe it's Jesus pulling me forth. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. I'm pulling the plow of futility. In hopes that one day I'll run over your ass. Maybe you can come get these stupid-ass motherfuckers off my planet any time now. Fucking sick of it. Ridiculous. I'm tired of not shutting up about it every day society is affected by the broken leg that is religion and magical thinking and having your intellectual processes hijacked by snake oil sales people and a book of fairy tales that you somehow try to convince your dumb ass that's true it's not none of it You don't need a book to be nice to each other. Just be nice to each other. If you can't do that, fuck off. Put up your dukes. Let's fight. (laughs) And now with the comedy. So I live in more than one place. And I go back and forth a lot. And sometimes I don't bring enough clothes to the one place. And then I have to go back to the other place. But if I'm at one place, I need... I need clothes to wear. And if I go to the other place, I end up like doing a workout and taking a shower. Sometimes I'm... I'm found without the right clothes most of the all the time i always find enough clothes and i always think i stock up at one place then i bring the other clothes back to the other place to do laundry well today i found myself without a set of drawers and uh i don't hardly i not, I, I guess i would say i never go commando but today i have found myself without underwear on Wearing a pair of jeans with underwear. And <laughs> I got to say, it's kind of weird. 
I kind of feel like I, I don't know, I feel a little funky and a little frisky at the same time. Like, whoa, hey, what's going on? Kind of like I'm up to something that I shouldn't be. I know there's no underwear people out there. And I don't get it. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe it's easier for women to go around without underwear. I mean, if you're wearing thongs, isn't that just like not wearing underwear? And I I, I appreciate I appreciate a thong. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't understand how you like that just between your crack all day. I guess you get used to it. But I, I, if it was me, which it isn't, but... I'd get irritated, I think, back there. You'd have to, I'd have to wear uh, something that wraps around as opposed to something that pulls you up by the bootstraps. <laughs> hey, but here you are. Here I am. Naked to the world except for a pair of jeans. And I'm walking around. And sometimes I guess there's a little bit of different, little different feeling when you're walking around without underwear on and, and a stretchy pair of jeans. It's 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 a little bit liberating, but at the same time, I wear comfortable fitting boxer briefs when I'm wearing them, and that is something I guess I guess I just take for granted because I just wear one. And you, you know, how often are you somewhere that you're without a set of drawers in this country? Anyway, I'm sure there's a lot of people all over the world that would be lucky to have a fresh set of underwear to wear at their leisure. Doesn't seem to be the case today. And now they're making these pouchy, these pouchy boxer briefs. The pouchy, the pouchies kind of, it, it, it lifts it. So this goddamn <sighs> my, my, the office chair that I sit in is getting worse. In with the, the hydraulic pump that is supposed to keep me up and it seems to work fine whenever and whenever I'm sitting here not doing the sausage hut but then as soon as I do the sausage hut of course the whole universe works against me because it doesn't want me to make this what do you mean is that magical thinking now you got the do you think that the universe is working against you so you believe in something no fuckhead my chair just keeps going down and it's losing its uh they need to make Viagra for for chairs keep it up you know what I'm saying I just need it I just need to throw this chair out the window even though it's really comfortable it just can't stay in the same spot oh well so the the, the pouchies the pouchies are kind of like it takes you and holds you it cups you and, and kind of separates you from the rest of yourself and I I don't know if I like that feeling I don't know if I need to be separated from the rest of myself. <laughs> I, I have no problem doing that. I do that fine on my own. Uh, so you're just kind of, you, once you're inserted into the pouch, then everything's right there. And I guess it's good. It's good in certain spots. And then other times it's kind of weird pouched up. And then you, then I have other boxer briefs that aren't pouchy. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, if, you know, if you had just the, like the – you get just like a, a teeny bit of support in the boxer briefs. But if you just go straight boxers, it's like nothing. Nothing's there. You're just flapping in the wind. And regular boxers are kind of outdated. And now I think I think the world has moved. The world moved from briefs to boxers to boxer briefs now. And it's a, that's a 21st century 
type of undergarment for men and maybe ladies too. I don't know if you like a boxer brief. Maybe you do. I'm not saying everybody, uh, every, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm on, I don't want to get into your underwear. Dry. Well, there's a lot of people who <laughs> underwear drive like to get into. <sighs> but uh, yeah, underwear, not wearing any. Does that mean, like, if you're a regular person who doesn't wear underwear, does that mean you, because I usually, I mean, I like to get multiple wears out of my jeans. I don't know if you can do that with, if you're just commandoing inside some jeans. You know that, you know that sticky, kind of itchy feeling you get in your thighs if if you wear your jeans more than like twice, even more than once if you got a little sweat going and you just kind of like oh it's kind of itchy it's kind of itchy shouldn't have wore these again but that was the only pair of jeans i could find that that's what i got going on so i'm just kind of getting used to it i guess as soon as i get used to it, it's gonna be time to take them off i wonder if people who you know people like in the situation that i'm in right now you go home and you're not really used to not wearing underwear and you just kind of take your pants off like you would and and then all of a sudden you're just here i am naked as a jaybird underneath like whoa hey okay and then i i'm i don't know if i i don't usually run around the house in underwear but i mean it'd be even weirder to run around the house without anything on do people do that do you just walk around your house naked when you're home by yourself and no one can see you I don't know how that would affect, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't do that. That would seem like it would have an effect on your, on your, on your furniture as well as your clothes. Do you put a towel, like if you, if you're, na- if you're hanging out naked on the couch at home, do you put a towel down or are you just comfortable with your cleanliness? I mean, sooner or later, even the cleanest people, if you're just, rubbing that taint all over your couch is bound to rub off something, right? So maybe you just put a towel down. What was the point of putting a towel down if you're going to be naked on your couch? I mean, I guess there is a good point to putting your towel down, of course. That is one thing. But then if the, what if the towel isn't clean? Then you got the towel residue. Nothing worse than one shower too many with your shower towel. How often do you, how often are you supposed to wash your shower towel? I mean, if you tell me that you only use your shower towel once because you have that many shower towels and you wash them regularly, I'd be like, seriously? That's some, uh, that's some OCD shit right there. But if you, you know, sooner or later they're going to start smelling like, Fritos, and there's nothing worse than using that towel one too many times, and then it's kind of like all over you. Got that stink, that dirty towel stink. At least you know then. It's kind of like the alarm. It's like, oh hey, it's time to wash your towel. It's time to get a new towel. Would it really kill you to keep four or five towels so you don't have to use one towel forever? But you know, kind of for me, it's like I use my bath towel and then I forget about it. You know, I put it there and then. Like, okay, maybe I'll get a new one. And then as soon as I walk out the bathroom, it's not part of my life until I go back into the bathroom the next day. 
to shower or whatever. And I heard that you're not supposed to shower like more than two or three times a week. And that, uh, I would like to do that. But I mean, what if you, I work out a lot. So I, what are you supposed to do if you're sweaty every day? I mean, do you just rinse off and not use soap? Or what do you, you just let it, you're supposed to just stank? I mean, could you imagine going like three days without showering and working out every day and not wearing underwear and coming home and laying naked on your couch? Woo-wee. Now that's that's putting it all together, Johnny. Thanks. That is putting it all together. That would be some sort of stench. You know people's house, and I'm sure all you are like domesticated now, but there's a lot of undomesticated people out there like me that sometimes – you, know, you go a week or two and there's no chance of anybody coming over. There's a good chance that uh, a little uh, an aroma might develop throughout the house, especially if it's in a season where you're not opening the windows and you're not doing laundry and you haven't done the dishes in a couple of days. You all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Those of you domesticated people are like, oh, God, I remember that 20 years ago. Before my significant other made me wash everything every day. Oh, yeah. Or I guess if you have kids, they probably work up a stench. Like like if you have kids that are doing athletics and they, and, and they come bring home equipment. I could admit, like, I guess hockey. Like if you have to drag that equipment all over the place, that stuff's stinking. Usually if you're a football player, you get to leave your equipment there. But even so, those whew, those like jerseys, practice jerseys and practice pants. Practice pants were the Oh, the worst. If you didn't, like two-a-days, you go like a week, week and a half without taking your pants home and washing them, and you put those dirty-ass things on at 7.30 in the morning, and you got to you gotta sweat all day, that is that is terrible. Now, that's, that's just bring on the folliculitis, everybody, because you're going to start getting leg zits, and they're not going to go away for a long time. Yeah, folliculitis blows. Anybody's dealt with that. And it just doesn't, you, you might get rid of it with some cream, but those the, the spots aren't going away for a long time. That's a great thing about life and pants. So that's another, that's probably another risk of not wearing underwear, is getting folliculitis. If you're prone to folliculitis, I've had it on my thighs and it's not good. I couldn't imagine having it, you know, in other places. Like my taint. That's why I'd like to take a little time out here to remind you that the Sausage Hut Podcast is brought to you by Uncle Dave's Taint Cream, the finest taint cream this side of the Mississippi. We've all dealt with chafing. Some of you have dealt with folliculitis. Some of you have been caught in a situation where you don't have underwear to protect your nether regions from the harsh realities of life and when that happens when the redness the dampness the dryness sets in there's only one person you should call and that's uncle dave uncle dave learned a long time ago the importance of a creamy taint uncle dave's taint cream is also antibiotic and it cures folliculitis it also cures hemorrhoids. 
You just take a little bit, two fingers of it, dip it right into that tub. Reach down as far as you can. Slather it on good and thick. The Uncle Dave way. Because Uncle Dave worked in a factory without air conditioning for 30 years. And he dealt with a chafy taint for the longest time. And that's what got him to go down into his basement, suck up some morphine, and get in the laboratory and figure out the best formulation for a taint cream that's approachable, dependable, and effective. Uncle Dave's taint cream, the only taint cream on the market that gives you full coverage 24 hours a day. And you can set your clock by it. Set your clock for 24 hours. Two or three fingers of the Dave's Tain Cream right there where the sun doesn't shine. You go on with your day. And then bing, 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 bing. When that Tain Cream alarm goes off, you reach down. You take a smell. And you're like, hey, thanks, Uncle Dave, for protecting me for 24 hours. And then you know what you do? Repeat. Rinse and repeat. Take a shower. And after that shower, after you clean, don't worry. Two fingers. Slather it on and go about your day the Uncle Dave's way. Uncle Dave's Tan Cream. Uncle Dave's Tan Cream. Uncle Dave's Tan Cream.com. Exclusive pot sponsor of Johnny Cabasa's The Sausage Hut podcast. Especially for your mama. Now let's get back to the season premiere of The Sausage Hut podcast. No season premiere would be complete without checking in in the sports world and see what's going on. We're going to bring in our sports expert, Beef Girthhouse, back to the show. Good to check in with Beef and see what's going on in the world of sports. A lot of going on in the world of sports. Beef, you out there? Hey, Johnny. Hey, hey. How's it going, Johnny? It's good to be back here. Yeah, Beef. <laughs> All right. Beef, we know it's a lot going on in the NFL. We got Champions League soccer going on. And, uh, Don't give me that Champions League bullshit. You know I'm not into soccer. Hey, Beef. I thought, I, hey, Beef. I, I thought you were into that shit, man. I ain't saying it's bad. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. That's cool. But NFL action, a lot of things going on. We got a lot of parody in the NFL this year. We've got some good things going on. We've got some bad things going on. How about my Cleveland Browns? Well, down here, your Cleveland Browns, you know, started off bad. Well, I don't know, you know, that this was, uh, Nick Chubb got hurt. Uh, that was just a gruesome injury early on in the year. And then everybody thought it was just going to be, you got to really give the, the Browns credit for, you got to really give the Browns credit for, for, for coming back. I mean, they've had a lot of, uh, a lot of offsets this year. You know, Deshaun Watson going out and really is wondering about him. They got rid of the, Josh Dobbs, you go to another team, and he starts looking really good with the Cardinals, and then they get, they get their uh, little short guy go coming back, and then, what do you know, the, the Cardinals got rid of Josh Dobbs. I'm doing a good job. Now, the next thing you know, he's up in Minnesota because uh, because uh, Kirk Cousins is, is hurt out. He's out for the year. Now, Josh Dobbs is coming in and doing a great job. I mean, it, it, just been, it seemed like a good idea if the, the Browns just would have kept Josh Dobbs around. I mean, I guess you never really know would have known, and, and and the kid from UCLA with three names, he really he he, he looked really good in the preseason. Well, of course, Johnny, you know the preseason doesn't mean shit. Nobody is nobody's nobody's out there 
their starters, and everybody's just kind of going through the motions, and it's hot, and, it's, and nobody cares. Preseason uh, football is just like the stupidest thing ever. It, it certainly is, and I guess now it finally looks like Deshaun might be coming back. Okay, I mean, he had a decent game. It wasn't great, but he played, and he, he was able to get the deep ball off. And he didn't run. He he was he wasn't afraid to tuck his shoulder down and, and run for some yardage. Well, that's the thing, John. He would, if, he, if he keeps running with that shoulder, somebody's going to stick him. Especially this this week uh, when he's got a big big game in the AFC North, and that's coming up with the uh, the, the, the the Baltimore Ravens at home. Nobody, not really nobody really giving the Browns that much of a chance in this game. But what you got to know is the Browns got a great defense too. But it always seems like Lamar Jackson's got their got their number when it comes to playing them because they did beat the fuck out of you guys early on in the year yeah that was a bad game it was a bad game and i think that's wasn't that the game that deshaun got hurt in and the defense kind of they just kind of took kind of took the the wind out of everybody's sails but now i think the browns got their swagger back the browns defense definitely has their swagger back and the, the every their, the defense just seems to be hitting on all cylinders especially and they're coming off a big game Big win, twenty-seven nothing shutout of the Arizona Cardinals. Well, you know, well we all know that the Cardinals are, are, are tanking to try to get a quarterback, which is kind of funny because they, they want their quarterback to come back, and then they want to tank so they can get another quarterback to replace this one quarterback that left. Uh, everybody had high hopes for the, the kid when he came in, but it just didn't seem to work out. And we'll see if what comes back. I'm sure he'll have a chip on his shoulder and try to get some run in. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to pull his hamstring, just like everybody who comes back from an injury does. They try too hard, pull a hamstring. You're right. But that's okay. So the Cardinals, anyway, the Browns. No one's really given the Browns much of a chance. I think it's like six point spread right now for for the Ravens. Everybody's just on the Ravens bandwagon again. Their defense is good again. Lamar Jackson's good again. What do you think Odell Beckham's going to be doing in this game? I, I don't know about Odell Beckham. He's just nothing more than really a number three receiver right now. And, and I don't know how much bad blood he really has for the Browns. I, I mean, he just had bad blood about everybody, but he hasn't done anything in so long. Well, I guess I, he, he did go to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and then, then he took out his own, he, you know, he was out for the year, and then he came back, and now he's in Baltimore, and got a shitload of money, and it's about time for him to start performing. I think he finally got his first touchdown out of the year. I think that we're gonna, they're going to try to get Odell back on the ball, and you, but you know what? Yeah, I know what. They're, if he comes across the Browns secondary, they're going to try to take his head off, just like they should. And that's just a lost art of taking people's heads off anymore, Johnny, isn't it? You can't really take somebody's head off if you when they're coming across the middle or their flag. If you go helmet to helmet, but if they're getting better, people are getting better at just kind of just shoving their shoulder into somebody. But as long as you don't launch, you can really you can kind of hit somebody. But I think the days of those bone crushing hits that Ronnie Lott ripping his finger off is. It's really kind of, you know, they really want to take that out of the game because people <laughs> ended up in wheelchairs. I know, but nobody really cares if people end up in wheelchairs. But, I, I, okay, if we want to cut down on concussions, fine. Cut down on concussions. And, and it, 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 it's, it's happening throughout the league. People aren't still aren't wrapping up, though. They just try to bump them out, bump them over with their shoulder. It's funny, no matter what. It, it, I'll tell you what, no matter what you want to do, wrapping up and form tackling is always going to be fundamental to good quality football. Well, you know, Johnny, you don't have to tell me that. Every, every, every summer I go back to Mississippi and I put on a big growth house form tackling camp for a couple of days in the summer there, and I teach kids the proper way to tackle. Now, they used to tell you to just bury your head into somebody's chest, but that probably isn't the way to do it anymore. Now you just want to kind of tiptoe up to somebody.
somebody and kind of tap them and go, Sir, can I tackle you because I'm a, I can't tackle you the way I'm supposed to? And, and what we try to do is just instill a, a wussy way of tackling. Really? Doesn't that kind of defeat the point of having a forum tackling camp, Beep? Well, you just pay the money and come get your goddamn hoagies and I'll get a couple, I'll get a couple backup quarterbacks to come uh, give you some fucking speeches. All right, Johnny? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting rich off of this. I'm doing it for the kids. Okay, beef. Okay, okay. Anyway, what else is going on in the NFL? I, I, this week, is, what do you want? I'm, I'm sick of these European games. They're on at 930. People are going back and forth. Do the people in Europe really care about NFL football games? Can't we give them preseason games like they give us their preseason games? Wouldn't that be fine? Well, I, or does the coaches not want to break camp or too early for that? Uh, I don't know. I'm just astounded by it, especially now they're in Germany. I, I'm sure that they... Germans don't need American football. Uh, the English don't need American football, Johnny. They, they've got their own. They've had 150 years of tradition with their own football, and they love it, and they, they sing songs, and it's all like it's like college football and uh, professional football all wrapped up in one. So what are you going to do about that uh, other than make – are you going to make Seattle go over there? It's like going from uh, from Atlanta all the way to India. I mean, it's, it's halfway around the world to get from Seattle to England. I, I, I don't understand what the hell is the point, but, you know, Roger Goodell just got 50 more Well, I think uh, the last time they tried to go to Mexico, there wasn't what the Maracana f- or the field that they had wasn't. They can't get their fields up to up to snuff. Oh, that's just racist, Johnny. You can't, you're telling me the Mexicans can't put together a football field, and the Germans and the English can? No, I'm not trying to say that for your beef. And I think we're kind of taking this, taking this somewhere where we really didn't necessarily need to go. But the pro- the best part about it is we all love football. And now sports betting is 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 legal in more places now. And you know I've dipped my toe into it here and there, depending on what state I might be in at the time. And I'll tell you what, I'm really bad at sports gambling. I know, Johnny. You, you want to take the big the big bets that are plus five thousand. If you you put ten dollars in there and you win five thousand, just because you want twenty things to, to happen, and that's just the way it goes. It's just. I know. When are you going to learn, Johnny? Why don't you just take 20 bucks and put it on an under and go with it and be happy with winning $27 off of 20 I guess it's just I do the same thing with Keno. I take the the big money shots, and, and it, I guess if it's it's a $10 bet, I really don't care. And they'll give you, like, no sweat, $10 single-game parlays. Dude, these these apps, they've got you coming back all the time. They're, they're giving you profit boosts and all this stuff. But I did – I'm making my own parlays, and then next thing I know, I asked somebody who's – following somebody on discord and he gave me one three-leg parlay and boom i won well congratulations johnny it's about time you finally won one of those three-leg parlays you're right and that one three-leg parlay won me like now i get to make because of what i won on that three-leg parlay i get to i get to make 20 more stupid parlay ten dollar parlay bets and to get back to normal so i'm kind of playing with house money for the moment but At least I'm a. You know, I'm not. I'm never going to be spending big money on it. <laughs> Famous last words, Johnny. That's what everybody says before they go down the slippery slope of being a degenerate gambler. I know, but I. I, I just don't. I never think I'm good at it. And as soon as I start thinking I'm good at, it, I guess that's when you really gotta hang it up, right? Yeah, Johnny. And just like everybody else, when it's uh, when it's not fun, stop. Right. You have a budget. Stick to your budget, and yada yada yada. That's right. Beef. Well, thanks, buddy for giving some sports update here on the 
season premiere of the Sausage Hut podcast coming at you from every direction. We'll see you later, Johnny. There he goes. Beef Girth House. Football everywhere. Oh, football. Oh, football. Oh. Whack a doodle do in the sausage hut. Have you gone back and listened to a bunch of other stuff since the hut wasn't around? Have you told your friends, can you leave me a, a positive review for once? Like, nobody does that. I've asked a million times. None of you motherfuckers can go say one nice goddamn thing about me. Is that, does that cost you money or something? Am I asking you to be on Patreon or something like that? No. I'm asking you to go give me a fucking positive review on the goddamn review thingies. Uh, drop me a five star. Can you do that, please, for my birthday, for fucking Christmas or whatever the fuck? God damn. I'm not going to be doing this shit for free forever. In the hut. Sausage premiere. <laughs> the, the last season, last uh, thing we did was the, the pumpkin spice spectacular. There's still pumpkin spice season. You can still go back and get your fun out of that. Had Patty Lynx in there. Had Smoky and Sweet Spicy. God damn. Spicy and sweet smoky. I always mess that, their names up. Papa Kobasa made a cameo appearance. It's just a lot of fun. It's wholesome fun. Gather the family around and put on the sp- pumpkin spice spectacular. It's fun for everybody. Where we try a bunch of pumpkin spice stuff. And honestly, to this year's pumpkin spice stuff is a bunch of the pumpkin spice quality of things is really going downhill. And I don't know what to think about that. It's just like half ass, and you can like throw throw an eighth of a tablespoon of eighth of a teaspoon of nutmeg and something, and call it pumpkin spice. It's bullshit. As always, all the music you hear is conceived, written, recorded, produced, engineered, edited by Johnny K. Me. Another thankless job. Okay, knocking the rust off here. It's been it's been a little bit since I did a hut. It's nice to hook everything back up, and it, I guess it still worked. So I guess we're off and running. Let's see if I can keep this up gotta give me a reason i don't really don't have a reason to do this it's hard to find reasons sometimes just like every other podcaster uh, 99 999 of a thousand podcasters are just doing it for the fun of it as long as it's fun as long as you have a good time when you're doing it just keep on doing it okay on that note Maybe I should just ask AI to redo my website. I heard they do that. I heard AI does that. I don't know. 
motivation is hard to find. <laughs> but there you go. Hope that you got to kill some time and not think about anything other than your hatred of religion. <laughs> if you don't think that's funny, then just go somewhere else. But if you do think it's funny, then you're right on. You're right on. Like the girls are singing in the song that I wrote. Johnny Cabasa on Twitter. Johnny Cabasa Rocks on Instagram. Go back and listen to 600 fucking episodes. They're all funny. They're all free. Seven years of this crap. You are in radio station. You want a fast food review? Drop me a line. Thank you.